our own church and indeed of all Christian churches, we find that, of course, it's not a glorious defense of humanity as threatened by war or poverty or injustice. In the first centuries, as will be well known to you, Christians opted out of the Roman army and in imitation and of Jesus' own life, renounced violence and militarism as a way of life. However, with the emancipation of the church, as it's called, its movement from the catacombs to the basilicas under the Emperor Constantine, many of the great church leaders thought, well, now we have the responsibility to protect innocent citizens from the incursions of the barbarians into the empire and so on. And so we were gradually seduced into the idea that violence was an appropriate alternative in defending people and so on. It was out of that that the just war theory developed by people like Augustine and Ambrose, partly to justify that kind of defense and partly it must be admitted too to restrain the excesses of the war. But of course it couldn't stop there and it didn't. And we wound up in medieval times with the Crusades and with uh, even a mystic like St. Bernard preaching, you know, the glories of war. A thing called the Children's Crusade, God help us. All that showed how far we had moved into power structures of the world from which Jesus had renounced and how we were unable to fulfill our own vocation and overcome by the temptations of worldly power. This, of course, continued right down into our own time. We might begin to understand it a bit more if we consider some of the roles which the church, as the body of Christ and as the uh, community of Jesus' disciples, had to fulfill and how it failed at times to fulfill them. Jesus himself was known in the tradition as priest, prophet, and king. This derived, of course, from an Old Testament tradition where you had three strands, as it were, of God's presence to Israel, God's effectiveness with Israel as they developed, and known as the priestly, the prophetic, and the wisdom of the kingly. Now, the priestly was that which, as the name suggests, secured the worship of God, secured the idea that there was a transcendent being who was in charge of the world, who had created the world, and to whom we must pay due reverence. And that, of course, has continued in Jesus himself and in community of disciples. But there was always a temptation that because they had in that sense a sacred role and a sacred power that the priestly characters in the Old Testament would assume unto themselves a certain secular power or political power. And that's where they, as they yielded to that temptation, they were criticized so sharply by the prophets. 
by people like Amos saying God will not accept your sacrifices because of your neglect of the poor, your refusal of the stranger to which Bishop Gumbleton referred so movingly this morning at his mass. So that the prophetic was a renewal movement in terms of reminding us that the reverence due to God was demanded also a reverence